Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our own humanity. And today we're going to look at the animated film Luck, with its visual effects supervisor, based out of Madrid, Spain, Javier Romero. He has more than 20 years of creative and technological and strategy management experience within the animation and visual effects communities. He's worked on films like Planet 51 and was the digital effects artist on Poseidon. We'll begin my conversation with Javier in a moment. Here's my talk with Javier Romero on Skydance Animation's Madrid studio, who's working on the film Luck. Uh, we are talking to Javier Romero, and he is a visual effects supervisor for the Skydance and Apple original film Luck. Un gran placer hablar contigo de su trabajo en esta película. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you about your work. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is great. I will mention, you know, in in Spanish culture, we take on the last names also of our both sides of the family. And I will yeah. say, on my mother's side, Rodriguez is a very prominent part of that, as well as okay. Molina. <laughs> so it's a very common name. So I don't think we're related, but <laughs> no, it's very common. But it's and Tellado also is very. It's Spanish, I think. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah Tellado, yeah. named after the tiles of uh, of a roof, believe it or not. Yeah. That's what it translates That's to. It. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> In Galician Portuguese. Yes, yes, Absolutely. yes. Uh, we we talked before that. My family originated, and and some of it is still there in Galicia, and we did visit them a few years ago, and it was absolutely incredible. We had a wonderful time, although I cannot understand Gallego to save my life. <laughs> That's language. Great. Thank, thank you, Tony. Thank you. Okay. Well, look, I mean, visually, as far as special effects, how did you approach doing something like this? Well, we have we have several conversations in terms of. Uh, how we create the human world, of course, which is more realist, realistic in the terms of stylization. We're more used to this. But how do we create a lack world? And how is the lack world? How, how these creatures live, right? So if we talk about the lack world, there was a very early concept from Fred Water, our production designer, uh, depicting lack as the two sides of a coin. So, hey, you need randomness for luck. Uh, and actually, you never know. Maybe at first glance, something is bad luck and then turns out with time it's good bad. It's, it becomes good luck, sorry. So in his early concept, he depicted two cities on its, sides of, on its side of a coin, which was great. So one side was the good luck world and the other side was the bad luck world. And they were joined together by uh, an element that is called the randomizer that rotates and send this randomized luck particles or dust to the real world. So that was the beginning. Although I say very fast, it took months, actually, because the, <laughs> the original idea was very nice about the two sides of the coin, but how the, the, the good luck and the bad luck is sent to the world, that was very challenging, right? So that was the, the high-level concept behind it. And yeah, we started to involve the art team, and, and the result is out there. Wow. Essentially, when you start to work, I guess, was there a, a staff that kind of worked on it? Because that's a lot for one person to do. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of people working on like, um, and we have all different departments, right? Uh, animation is uh, 
specialized collective art form where you have a lot of artists that are working on their areas and then you have people that is consolidating or coordinating all this art, right? Uh, but yeah, the thing was huge. Three locations, uh, Madrid, uh, Los Angeles, and, and Connecticut. Yeah, it, 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 was, it, was, it was huge. It is true that producing animation can be very expensive. So it's important to have as many things well thought early in the process. So the art team in LA with Peggy, led by Peggy and Fred, uh, they were creating all these, all these concept arts that we were following and, and translating them into the 3D world. Because, I mean, one, one thing is 2D painting, and then you need to translate that into the 3D. And you find new problems. And so through the process, every person, every artist is leveling up on top of the work of the previous. But it's a collective effort. It's very, very hard. When you get the footage, is it fully colorized or do you, um, is it, or is it very rough so that you can add your elements to it? I mean, we're all familiar with the concept of a storyboard, right? Which is like, sure. like a, the, the storyboard of a sequence is created in, by the storyboard team in, in, in LA and it's worked with editorial and that's sent over uh, to, to Madrid. And then in Madrid, we start to cut those shots and start to do a breakdown of what do we need to model? What do we need to create? Uh, what's the type of lighting? And then we partner with Fred and the team in LA for the lighting scheme for that particular sequence. So you start to cut the work on different small pieces, request for new art. Other times, maybe there's a proposal from a particular artist. So maybe the lighting lead in Connecticut says, hey, I think this sequence, this is the art that you did, but maybe we want to go through towards this direction. And then uh, maybe the production designer and director and myself say, hey, actually, it's a really good idea or, or in Madrid, right? So again, we start with from a storyboard, we do breakdowns and we start to paint key Images, key colors, key shots that are going to use to be as a, as a general guide for the, for the rest of the crew. I, I mean, it's challenging anyway, but was there any problems that had to be solved? Oh, a lot. Um, <laughs> this is very simple to say because you can be working on 2D elements, right? So let's say this is a room so I can paint the room. That's great. That seems more relatable 2D to 3D, right? But what happens with a portal that opens. Oh my God, do we need to paint all those frames? Do we want to explore that? Do we want to see what we can achieve with the current tools that we have? So we can do a lot of prototypes using 3D. For example, another big one was creating the look of the crystals. Yeah. So the crystals, for example, this particular one had different shape. So we, we found some crystallization from nature. Like, oh my God, these crystals are great. Let's use that. Um, so that was a reference. Actually, hey, I like the way that quartz gets crystallized or diamonds or whatever, right? And then let's go to the machine and see what we can do. And then we find happy accidents by iterating, driven by, by, by the artist, the, the, the artist driving the machine. So there's a lot of different ways to finding something and then you suddenly realize, oh my God, this is great. The, the opening on the close of the portal was, was another example, like a lot of exploration in the actual uh, computer rather than painting. Uh, that's amazing. I mean, it, it's just... Computer graphics have just come so far, and animation as well. I mean, you've been in the business 20 years, so yeah. you, you, you've seen that evolution. Kind of talk about what you can do now that maybe you couldn't do before. Not everything, but just one thing that might stand out. Environments can be more complex right now. I mean, of course, machines are more powerful, but also the more powerful the machines are, the more data we are add into the machines. But 
But there are efficiencies that are allowing not only by the power of the machines, but also by, by the design of those tools that, that help us to build more complex environments. Animation is a realm also where we don't want to go hyper real, but we want to go stylized. So we can use hyper real tools from other industries like visual effects, but find ways to stylize them that before due to the capabilities of storage, for example, we could not do, uh, or actual simulation times we could not do. Solvers, math is solved faster, so we can create uh, more complicated simulations. Yeah, now we're seeing a lot of AI. Uh, AI yeah. is uh, it's a very interesting thing because AI is driven by 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 a human, right? And I, I what I like from it is. I like when it generates images by itself, not by taking images from others. Okay, this is very important. So, wow. what I like from AI is that you can you, you can see that as an, as something that is a nod that you're playing, like synths on the seventies music, right? So they were making music with synths, and I'm I'm super curious to see where we're going with that, and that's very good for early concept. That's that's amazing. I mean, I remember in the early days, fire never looked good. Uh, and hair, I mean, I'm the main character. You can almost, her hair looks like you can almost touch it. And then animals, you have a little, you have a cat. And the cat has to move like a real cat. Otherwise, absolutely, you, you absolutely. know, those are, those are, those are challenges. But uh, and it, another thing that that helps a lot with time was the, the, the research of a lot of scientists. There's research on top of research. And that yeah. gets refined through time. So, the example about the hair, the, the lighting models that we have nowadays for hair are much more sophisticated. We we can simulate light coming in and coming out and reflecting into itself. And so yeah, but you can go very hyper real. So you need to find a balance to have that tangibility, but not to go hyper real that could be taking you out of the world. And and lighting a scene totally creates whatever mood you want to. And you have to see how the lighting affects the character and whatever else is in the room. Absolutely. So, yeah, that could be a process in itself. Yeah, it could take some time. Yeah, before, for example, you had to be, I mean, in the early days, in order to have the, the bounce light from a table, you need to create another light of a table. So it would be the key light, and then the bounce would be created by another light coming outwards. Nowadays, you just tell the computer the reflectivity of the table or the reflectivity on the environment, and then that light gets calculated. So that helps the artist go faster. But also, you need to be careful of not going into hyperrealism because that's very hyperrealistic, and you could be losing control. So it's a balance. Yeah, it's great. Hey, I'm, I am because my family originated in Spain. I am so proud that Skydance has a uh, a studio in an animation studio in Madrid. I mean, that is just so fantastic and giving a chance for a lot of young Spaniards to show what they can do too. So I think that's fantastic. How, how big is the studio there? I know you worked there for this project. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we're like 600 people right now and we're working wow. on several movies at the same time. Skydance is a very powerful company. Oh yeah. And it came here to stay and, and animation is one of the biggest bets. Um, yeah, 
yeah, it's 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 big studio. I'm very happy that it is in Madrid because I love living in Spain. For me, there was always the chance to go to other places around the world. I like traveling, but I think Spain is the best place in the world to live, actually. So I'm super happy it is home. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. It really is a, a cool thing for the country, and I'm very glad about that. And uh, absolutely, there's a lot yeah. of talent here as well. Good. That's great to hear that. Um, that's very gratifying. There is more with Javier Romero talking luck. Back to Javier Romero and the film Luck, and also his previous work. Uh, you know, you worked on a few things uh, in the past. Uh, I, I always liked Planet Fifty One. I thought that was a fun movie and that was definitely based in science fiction so I, I i dug that part of it too like for the kids it was just good entertainment you know that was a big project difficult difficult to execute because spain is at that moment was out of the mainstream in terms of animation production and but yeah it's it's a great movie i'm very proud of it people that work on that movie is, it has created yeah it's working right now in like as well Oh, nice, nice. And oh, you yeah. did some of the, uh, you were digital effects on artist on uh, Poseidon, the remake, yeah. I guess, of the Poseidon Adventure. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, if they only had the tools you have when they made the original, they, they use models. So um, did you well, recreate yeah. the entire, sh did they get recreate the entire ship and then did all the damage to it kind of thing? The the team I was assigned to was the shots inside the roll of the ship when the oh, people okay. hits it. So all the shots where we see the water going into the ship and, and people celebrating New Year's Eve. Yeah. All those simulations and set extensions with those that we 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 did those shots in London. I think it was ILM who did the the the, the shots shots and Detail Domain did the I think it was Detail Domain, the, the the building of the of the ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, by the time we were, we were experimenting also with other tools. So there were the mainstream rendering engine, which was uh, Renderman, and then for that project we tried to use Mentorray, which I think it was the only project with that used Mentorray at MPC because it was very primitive by the moment. And uh, we were also using Flowline, which was a a real t uh, uh, um, a fluid simulation, liquid water a fluid simulation engine. Uh, that was being developed that eventually uh, it was created by a company called Scanline by a good a good friend of mine and and then the company is B they, they're doing like Avengers and all stuff so oh, we, yeah. we were like by the time developing a lot and that was a time of more exploration in terms of tools sure now everything is more established but I think we're we're going into a new era of new production ways What's it like when you work on a film or even an animation? Pro Although this was pretty much everything was done by one team. But, um, but what happens when you're working with other companies? You might not even interface with them. You're working like, like on a certain part of a film. I guess you only are told as much as you need to know kind of thing. Well, animation, as Cadence does not, we, we, for this movie, we did not do, I mean, we don't do animation in other places on, on this movie uh, right. because you want to keep the control and, and it, it adds an overhead to send assets and to ingest assets and keep continuity so in visual effects it's more common to do that 
we, we got some help for marketing shots for like for example that 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 we, we got help but in in visual effects for sure is is a usual thing that more than one facility works on 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 a movie because there are simpler shots that a facility is more ready to do that but there are others that are so complicated that you need to be using this one in New Zealand or that one in LA or that one in, in, in Singapore, right? So what you try to do in those cases is to to split the work into like more isolated chunks that are do not have that many dependencies uh, on assets. But but lately when you have to do the same, the same character through the movie and then you have sequences of the same character in two studios, you need to have those studios talking together and sending the assets and now the, the industry is more ready to share assets as well than 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 before. Mm. I'm sure there are like more uh, open open source uh, projects that allow that. For example. I wanted to ask your opinion on something that I besides AI is changing the industry, especially for live action. I mean, animation doesn't really have a use for it, but it's called they call it the volume or uh, or digital wall. Essentially, you can project any environment on a digital wall and the actors can act to it instead of acting in front of a green screen, for example. Yeah. Are, you, are you familiar with that? And I'd love yeah. to hear your opinion about it. Yeah. That, that, well, I have a green screen, right? So, yes, you yes, you so, so in visual effects, this would be changed by, I don't know, a city or a spaceship. Right. Um, yeah. And then you can do that digitally um, with, with, with the new tools that are coming from from video games, for example, that you can create an environment and and, and move around the environment and in real time, and and that lighting gets updated, like if in a, in a, in a video game, right? Um, and you can create sets and put them instead of a monitor where you're playing, you can put them on a big screen, an like LCD screen, or or like a big projector behind the actor. Yeah. So you don't have to do the green screen thing removal. You just have the background properly plus. One of the biggest challenges in, in visual effects and live action is also lighting the character to the environment uh, that is going to be then generated in 3D. That's a problem and that, that's difficult, right? And sometimes if you don't see that, as an audience, we feel that there's a mismatch. This source solves that problem because these walls are sending light into the set that automatically put the character inside. So this helps a lot to do uh especially in tv series like very famous ones that, that we've seen using these and we, i mean it's, we're gonna see more yeah i mean the batman used it a lot he's riding his motorcycle but he's not really going anywhere <laughs> in Absolutely. The it's just the set moving around right it's like those shots in the 60s or 50s where you see the character driving and then the yes. back is moving it's the same concept uh, i think gravity used some of these uh um, big walls back in the day, uh, yeah. and it works amazingly. Yeah, all yeah. The, all the line environment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's uh, an exhibit. Just to close off, I don't want to get too much into this, but there's an exhibit at the uh, Boca Raton Museum of Art, and essentially, mm -hmm. it's what they used to do in the old days. Like great example, or North by Northwest, a great Hitchcock movie. Absolutely, they, they actually. Yeah, they actually painted a wall, they, you know, like a backdrop of Mount Rushmore. So the Absolutely. actors acted, front, I mean, that's what the digital thing is replacing. And obviously, lighting a flat background is, is a whole nother animal, too. But mm -hmm. uh, it's really amazing where it started. And I, that's where it started. 
and look where we are now, really, uh, it's just, and really not that much of a time difference when you consider however, you know, how fast things are going. It's really amazing. It's the same <laughs> concepts, but with improved techniques. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Can you tell us what you might be working on next? So right now I'm working on next movie for Skydance. Not in, I mean, Skydance has say, several projects. So I'm working for movie four. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy about it. Same role, and but like in a lower pace right now. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, it's luck. It's available on Apple TV Plus. It's uh, it's a fun film, and uh, you know it's entertaining. But you and maybe your kids might learn something too by watching it. So I love I those kind of films. So. I think so. I mean, the central message of luck is what you made out of it. It's very important. That's why. <laughs> Absolutely. Un gran placer hablar contigo y and uh, give uh, Spain a warm hug for me because that's very close to my heart. I was born in Cuba, but that's where the family started. And um, well, gracias again and look for Thanks luck. Thanks for your time. Any, anytime. You take care and uh, have a good one. Take care now. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening. Luck is available on Apple TV Plus. Check it out. As we said, it's a great kids' movie, but we all might learn something in the process. This is Tony Tolado.